Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Episode 275, Understanding Your Workplace Retirement Accounts with Delianne Berrios. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast, where you'll learn to save money, money, embrace simplicity, and live a richer life. Here are your hosts, Jen and Jill. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast. My name is Jen. My name is Jill. And today we're talking about something that may not be seem on the surface as very interesting, but it is something that so few people fully understand, and it is workplace retirement accounts. It's the 401k, the 403b, the 457, the yada, yada, yada. They are all very similar So we're not going to go through everything individually. We're going to talk to uh, our good friend, Delianne Berrios, about the differences, though, and what you should do with yours, how yours may differ from another one. Can you have multiples? So this is going to be a super important episode even if it doesn't have the sexiest name. (laughs) All these numbers and letter combinations Uh in parentheses, like what in the world do they mean? And in in many ways makes sense that we don't talk about this very often because it is one of those things that in general, at most, we're looking at it once a year. Yeah. Maybe less. If you've been at your place of employment for a while, you kind of set it and forget it, or you don't set it because you don't understand those numbers and letters. So hopefully, Delianne will be able to explain a little bit more to us and then mostly just provide the motivation we need to do the thing, to do the thing once. Yes. So if retirement and investing is something you're uh, looking to learn more about, we do have a lot of investing episodes that are specifically focused towards keeping investing simple, keeping it retirement focused, and keeping it reasonable. Uh, So some of our favorite ones are episode 205, which is how to save for retirement, and episode 94, which is retirement 101. And those are really good. But also our minimalist investing episode. I forget what number that is, but that one is very good as well. And somebody who knows a lot about investing, I... I'm somewhat of a nerd when it comes to investing for retirement, not all investing per se, but somebody who is a nerd about all of it is uh, our friend Delianne. And you might know her as Delianne, the money coach on TikTok, on Instagram. 
She is an investing coach and she's been named one of the most influential voices on money by time. And she was the host of Diversifying, which was the first personal finance podcast produced by CNN. She is a rock star and she is just as relatable and nice in person as she is on social media. So super excited if you don't know her to introduce her to you. Yes, let's do it. But first... Oh my god, I'm ready. I was ready for Diane. Oh Oh, my god. I was too. This episode is brought to you. You were wondering. I knew you were wondering too. This episode is brought to you by Debt Free Stories. And I can't believe that I forgot this one because this one is a brand new one. So Daffrey Stories is our new YouTube series that just launched this week and is releasing weekly through February because you guys continuously ask us for more debt-free story interviews and we can't possibly fill the entire show with them because there are so many other things we want to talk about, like workplace retirement accounts. Uh, for, you know, we're selling you what you want, but we're giving you what you need. We're putting what you want on YouTube. We have a 10 episode series exclusive to YouTube uh, where we are interviewing listeners just like you who have paid off debt in various ways. That's another reason I'm very excited about the series because it's not just experts and entrepreneurs and all of these people you continuously hear on podcasts paying off debt. We got listeners, we got you guys to share your stories and we're celebrating with you and you have provided so much inspiration and wisdom in these interviews. I'm so excited for everybody to hear them. We've got a variety of uh, people, variety of backgrounds. And so we hope you'll find it as inspirational as we did. If you want to catch that, head to youtube.com slash frugal friends and Subscribe to the channel and turn on notifications because the first episode is out and you'll want to get a notification for every episode when it drops each week. Yes, I'm so excited for this. You too, but even more excited in this moment for Delianne. Delianne, welcome and thank you for hanging out with us today to talk about this like riveting, really sexy topic. Salacious. Um, I do think it's sexy, honestly. I take personal <laughs> offense to that. So you're very welcome. <laughs> this will be a rated R episode. Ooh, <laughs> explicit. Ooh. We're gonna have to rated R for retirement. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. I'm just Wow. Right, I mean, Delian, you are a force just reading your bio before we jumped into this. I'm so excited for you to be here and explain all of these numbers and letters and the ways in which they combine to mean something for our Rated R episode. Can you can, can we start there with the 401ks, the 403bs, the 457bs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? There might not be that many et cetera. As you'll know better than me, but <laughs> what are the different differences between these accounts? What are they? Yeah, I think first, you know, a good place to start is why do they have these awful names? So like, could they not have come up with a better name for these accounts, please? Yeah. And the sad truth is that they just literally plucked the section out of the IRS code and was like, oh, this is section 401k. I know we'll name this, this account 401k. I'm like, wow, you guys are 
just really reserving that creative energy for other things. Okay, cool. Um, so that's where that those names come from. It's from the IRS code. And um, I think people get overwhelmed. Yes, there's so many different accounts. But the good news is that for the most part, they're very, very similar. Like their similarities are way more than their differences. So whatever, you know, whenever I'm talking about investing in general, like you guys have here, a lot of the, the concepts that we discuss apply across the board. So that's the good news, right? But today, I guess we're going to highlight a little bit more of like what the differences are. But the biggest similarity between them, though, are that these are employer sponsored plans. So these are accounts that you need to get through your employer. Although I'm going to make a caveat already is that there are solo 401ks and SEP IRAs, which are for the entrepreneurs out there. So if you're like, hey, I'm a business owner, I'm self-employed, am I left out of this conversation? I would say no, like listen in, like this is still gonna apply to you because everything that we say for the 401k and everything else is going to apply to the solo 401k. So it's all gonna translate. Um, So both entrepreneurs and employees can benefit. But yeah, I think the, the other difference between them is they apply to different groups of employees. So you've got the 401k, which usually applies to people in the private sector, right? That's like most of America. And then you have the 403bs, which are nonprofits, things like, you know, people who work for legal aid or any other kind of nonprofit who's a teacher. Um, and then you have the 457, which is for government employees. So people in the military, any kind of other government establishment, they usually get access to the 457. That's the biggest difference between them. There's a few other things that we'll probably highlight as we go, but that's that's the biggest um, distinguishing factor there. Nice. And all of these are retirement accounts. Is that correct? Correct. So the the they're specifically, you know, retirement accounts that are going to provide you some kind of tax savings, which is why you'll sometimes hear them being referred to as tax advantaged accounts. Um, So whenever you hear anybody say, oh, invest in your tax advantaged accounts, they're talking about these traditional retirement accounts in addition to like things like your IRA. And then when you hear people say non-tax advantage account, that's usually the brokerage account, right? Where Mm -hmm. that's not tied to your employer at all. Yeah. And that's that's like when you've maxed out all of all of the things that they put a limit on means that you should like try and max those out first, because that's the reason there's a limit on it, because there's some kind of like tax advantage. So, yeah, we don't talk much about the brokerages because most for most people, like really the employer sponsored program is fine. And then potentially a Roth IRA, which is like a different episode. But Is that what you find? You work with like a lot of people. Have you found that to be true or any like common exceptions? Yeah, I think, you know, America is mostly made up of 401k millionaires. And again, I'm using the 401k colloquially because that could also include like 403b millionaires and 457 Mm -hmm. millionaires, but 401k millionaires, meaning people who are just like everyday normal people who are working their everyday normal job that's not very glamorous and just like, you know, living life. And they are putting money slowly and surely into these accounts. And over a period of 30 or 40 years, boom, they have a million dollars in these accounts, right? Like just doing a very boring, 
like tried and true investing, long-term investing, which is what I preach, which is what I teach and it's what I practice. And so it is possible to become a millionaire, you know, through these accounts. Absolutely. And people do it all the time. Um, am I going to say like every single person can do it? Obviously I can't say that because we have, you know, insane amount of income inequality in this country. And there are some people who are like, Hey, I'm just trying to get food on the table. I cannot invest. So I'm not going to sit here and be like, everybody, you know, is going to be able to achieve this, but for a lot of people, right. For, um, and I would say for probably the majority of Americans, you can make this happen with a little, uh, focus and a little automation. Mm -hmm. So the boring can be sexy is what I'm hearing you say. That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I'm like, like when I think about like all these you know, stock gurus who are out there screaming into the ether about the stocks that they pick and all this stuff. I'm like, y'all, aren't you tired? Like, do you guys really <laughs> love looking at these stock charts and like they following what's happening in the market? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess some people like that stuff, but I can guarantee that for the most part, most people do not care. Mm-hmm. They yeah. do not care what's happening with the Fed. And if they're raising interest rates and they don't care, you know, if like Apple's down or if Tesla's doing this, they don't care. They just want to live their lives, but know that their money is like growing on their behalf and they want to do it in a way that's not gambling and they're going to lose all of their savings overnight. Right. Yeah. And that's the kind of investor I am. And I'm in this space mm-hmm. and I have no interest in picking stocks. So these accounts are basically the way you need to think about them is that they are vehicles to those to that life, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like you can get to that by using these vehicles. And most 401ks, 403bs, 457s will not allow you to buy individual stocks anyway. So that's another big, big distinguishing factor here is that most of the time you can't even dip your toe into that whole let's pick stock situation. So it already takes out some of that um, temptation right? But there are going to be a list of investments inside of it. And you are going to get to decide what goes into it for most people. Um, Some 401ks, some of these plans, your employer will choose it for you. Most of the time they'll be like, hey, we're just going to throw you in this thing called a target date index fund or target date fund or mutual fund. And you can change it though. Like you have a right to change it. And I think most people don't know that. Like, Mm -hmm. I think they just assume, hey, this is what my employer put me in. This is what's best for me. And it is what it is. But you actually do have a right to change it. And you can change it as many times as you want. I don't suggest doing that, right? Like going in and changing it every quarter. But you should know that you have those options there. It's such a helpful reminder to hear that doing this, this kind of simple thing, it might take some time for a day to look into this, make sure that you are signed up for the right types of accounts and putting money into it regularly. But beyond that, we don't have to be keeping a pulse on the stock market or have infinite amounts of play money to be able to do single stock investing or do other types of risky things with our money to see a payoff with it. I think myself included and many of our listeners, like that's just not the financial situation that we're in. And yet we want to know what are the wise choices we can be making with our money to see ourselves in a better financial position in the decades to come than, than maybe we are right now. And so it's just such a helpful, reassuring reminder that like the slow, steady, boring thing can be the sexy R-rated <laughs> lifestyle yeah. we all want. Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And um, 
You know, I think the other thing that we can't obviously gloss over is the biggest benefit of these accounts is the free money, right? That you get attached Mm -hmm. to it. I mean, when your employer offers you that employer match, that's like a no-brainer to me. That is the no-brainer of the investing world. If you can get that employer match, which literally doubles your money, you're going to get 100% return on your money, which you're not going to get right away in the stock market, right? That would take forever. But you can get an immediate 100% return, meaning like, oh, your employer offers 3% match. And some people are like, what does that mean? 3% of your salary. And that's usually pre-tax. Your pre-tax salary, 3%. They, you put in 3%, they're going to put in 3%. Boom, you just doubled your money, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, when somebody asks me, does it make sense for me to participate? And there's a match, immediately yes. Like immediately yes, definitely, uh, at least up to the match. If you can keep going beyond the match, fantastic. But if that's all you can do, then do that. And I encourage people to do, and this is going to be controversial. I encourage people to do this even if they have debt. Okay. Mm -hmm. Even if you have credit card debt. Oh my God. I know. Even (laughs) if you have credit card debt, I encourage you to do this because that is money that is going to compound so much over time. And I don't think that anybody should leave that on the table. And also I consider that a part of your compensation. Your employer surely did when they hired you. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you. They took that into consideration when they made your job offer. They're like, oh, if this person opts in and they take this match, look how much extra money we're going to have to give to this employee. So you should be considering it part of your compensation as well. Yes. I say that all the time. It's that your employer is paying you less because they have factored in this match and they're hoping you don't take advantage of it and they save money. So by not meeting your match, you're actually refusing three to six percent of your salary. And that's the way like to look at it. But yeah, the yes, the getting the employer match, it's usually very little and you don't even like notice it. It's yeah, so because little. it's pre-tax, right? Yeah. It comes out pre-tax. So before they take out FICA and Social Security and all those other taxes that make your paycheck look so skinny after you take it, you're like, you know, you're like, where did my money go? <laughs> mm-hmm. Before they take any of that, before Uncle Sam gets his grubby little hands on your paycheck, you get to take that money out first and put it into your investment account. And that's why I say that money is so powerful because pre-tax money can grow faster, right? Mm-hmm. Because it has not yet been taxed. So um, I, I, I'm i a huge fan of these accounts. And it frustrates me that a lot of employers don't offer education around this. Like, why isn't it standard that when you get hired, that you get an orientation that includes an explanation of your 401k, your 403b benefits? A lot of employees don't get that. Yeah, which definitely. I'm like, it blows me away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you touched on the tax benefits of these these accounts. So what are the biggest like tax advantages? Because I know some people are like itemizing their deductions on taxes. Most people are not so that the pre-tax doesn't matter as much to them. So they go with a Roth. Like what are some of the advantages to these employer-sponsored accounts over just getting an IRA and, and sticking with that? Right. So first of all is the contribution amount, right? An IRA, as we know, you can only contribute $6,000 per year. It's going up to $6,500 um, next year. Woohoo, big whoop. Thanks for raising <laughs> it $500, IRS. Again, just like you said, right, Jen, like they put a cap on it for a reason because hello, who doesn't want to grow their money tax-free? So with, the, with these plans though, 
the cap goes up much more, right? It's It was 20,500 this year. It's going up to 22,500 next year, I believe. So imagine socking away 22 grand a year in pre-tax or even Roth money because now employers are starting to offer a 401k Roth option. So imagine having a giant Roth IRA allowing you to put away $22,000 a year tax that lets you grow money tax-free, right? So how does the tax uh, benefit work? If you go, if you use a traditional 401k, which means pre-tax, you're getting the money taken out of your paycheck, like I said, before Uncle Sam gets his hands on it. So let's say you made $100,000 and now you're putting uh, $20,000 into your 401k. Uncle Sam basically closes his eyes and he's like, oh, sh- oh, my bad. You did not make $100,000 this year. You made $80,000 this year. He pretends that you did not make that extra $20,000 that you put into your 401k. So your taxable income actually comes down, right? So I usually tell people if you're in a higher tax bracket, consider a traditional pre-tax account to bring down that taxable income. But if you're in a lower tax bracket, consider locking in that lower tax bracket and going the Roth route, right? So that you can lock in that low tax bracket because my, my again, everybody, nobody knows what taxes are going to be in the future, but everybody assumes that taxes are going to increase, especially because our debt is insane, right? We mm-hmm. are national debt is through the roof. So the chances are that taxes are going to go up. So if you can lock in your tax bracket now, you can, like I said, not have to pay taxes on that money ever again. Mm, Yeah. It is a very nuanced like balance. So when I had, um, when I was maxing out a 401k and a Roth IRA. I made, and they also offered the Roth 401k. I made, I like just did a like straight even balance. Like half of it went to regular and half of it went to Roth because I was like, you know, I think my income's going to go up, but I don't know how the tax bracket's going to be. And I just want to like have all my apples in separate baskets. And I so love that you yeah. brought that up because I am such a fan of tax diversification, which is exactly what you did, right? And that's what I did too in different parts of my career. So I'm glad you said that because these choices are not all or nothing. So you don't have to be like, oh, I'm going all pre-tax or all Roth. You can actually split up your contribution and you can decide. You can be like, oh, I'm going to do 80% pre-tax, 20% Roth, or like you did, 50-50. So I, I love that you did that. And the other thing that people get confused about is, oh, if I put money in my Roth 401k, does that mean that I can contribute to a Roth IRA? Yes, you can. Those are completely separate accounts. They do not affect each other. So really important, I think, also to know how these different accounts interact mm-hmm. with each other, right? But if you have more than one of these 401k, 403b, 457, oh, again, I'm going to put the 457 in a separate category now. If you have a 401k and a 403b, you can only put in like the total, right? So if the total is 20,500, that's your max across those accounts. Mm-hmm. So you can't just dump 20 grand into a 401k and 20 grand into a 403b. Now, here comes the 457 to save the day. This is one of my favorite. I have two great features that I love about the 457. So if you have access to this account, kudos to you. I hope you're taking advantage of it because here's a, one one of the benefits. You can contribute to a 401k and a 457 and max out both. So you can actually dump 
20 grand into one, 20 grand into into the other. I know most people can't afford to do that, but if you can, go for it. And the other second benefit of the 457 is that you can withdraw from it anytime without paying the 10% penalty. So it does not have that 59 and a half uh, requirement like the 401k does. So this is a great account for early retirees. You guys know I'm all about you know, retire early, relax early, as I like to call it. Um, 457 is an awesome account for early retirees because you can pull money from it without paying the 10% penalty. You are going to have to pay taxes, obviously, if it's a pre-tax account, but you get around that 10% penalty, which is huge. Is that on on money you put in and growth that you avoid? That? Yes. That's great. Because on the Roth Isn't IRA, it's only the what you put in. You would right. still see a penalty on the growth. Yeah. Fantastic, right? Nice. Mm-hmm. Who is that 457 be normally accessible to? Usually government mm-hmm. employees. So if you work for some kind of government agency, government employees, usually people like in the military or some form nice. of that. Okay. Yeah. So so speaking of all these different types of accounts, in the sandbox of retirement accounts, how do they play together? Like, can an employer offer more than one type of retirement plan? Can you take advantage of all of them? Do you have to pick and choose? Like what you've, you're kind of hitting on that a bit, but could you say more right. about how they play in the sandbox? Yeah, an employer can definitely um, offer more than one. And I've seen that many, many times over. So you you don't have to. Sometimes they do enroll you in it. For instance, I've seen something like a 401k where they it's a profit sharing plan. So they're like, oh, you can't contribute to this plan, but we're dumping profit sharing money in here. And so in addition to this 401k, pseudo 401k here, we're also going to give you access to like a 403b where you can actually contribute money. So sometimes they'll have different, you know, uh, requirements like that or different restrictions. And then the 457 is usually an account that I see coupled with many other accounts. So you'll have a 457 and a 403b. That's like the most common one that I see because nonprofit and government usually goes together a lot. Um, But yeah, you can participate in all of these accounts. Again, just like I said, you can have them you can contribute to all of them. You guys just have to be aware of like where the caps are depending on which accounts you have. So just again, 401k, 403b, the caps overlap. So the most you can put in there is that $20,000. But then when you factor in the 457, that's the little anomaly one where you're allowed to max out the 401k and the 457, you can double dip, right? So, but, you know, as far as like, which one should I choose? I've had that question a lot, like, oh, my employer offers both, which one should I pick? The first thing you wanna look at is again, which accounts are is the match being offered in? Because it's not always both. So first of all, which one is the match coming in? So prioritize that one. And then the other thing I would look at is the fees you know, what kind of investments are being offered and how much are they charging in fees? Because that Mm -hmm. is how they will eat away at your profit, right? And sometimes the fee can be so high, especially in 403B accounts, which is crazy. I'm like, you know, those are the accounts where the fee should be the best. So this is Mm -hmm. like where most teachers are at, right? That are are taking advantage of. And it's the ones that are usually the worst that I've seen. Is there a way to get a quick answer on that? I feel as though with this type of thing, the paperwork <laughs> is extensive. It is. It's very frustrating. And so I've had um, people call, you know, instead of like digging through all the statements, because it's not always 
in the statement, they purposefully hide these things. Like they're not just going to have Which a big so weird. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, I know, why? right? Why? I it's not like you have a bunch of choices. You have only a few choices. Don't well, hide it from me. But they don't want you to know how much you're paying in fees. Yeah, they don't want you to know. Honestly, I don't. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but this is the fact of the matter. So th- they're not going to have a page that is clearly marked in big bold letters. Hey, this is how much you're paying in fees. You know, because that could dissuade people from participating and they want people to participate. But you need to know what your fees are. So you're looking for words like fees, expense ratios. Um, Oh, God, there'll be so many different names, right, for fees. So sometimes the best thing is to either go to your HR person and be like, can you walk me through this? Or who is our plan administrator so that they can walk Mm -hmm. me through it? I want somebody to clearly tell me. How much am I paying in fees inside this plan? Because sometimes it can be so high that it will destroy whatever tax benefit you're getting inside of the account. Yeah, yeah. Right? So if you're paying something like one or one and a half percent in fees per year, that's where the tax benefit starts to erode. And then it may not make sense to be in that account anymore. My favorite part about spring cleaning is that post-clean clarity when I'm like, wow, I can finally think clearly. How was I functioning in that mess before? It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. If this sounds like the type of spring cleaning your finances need right now, then it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Plus, you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash frugal. That's mintmobile.com slash frugal. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash frugal. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. I don't love creating my spending plan each month, and it took me a while to find a budgeting app that had simple features but didn't feel and look like a spreadsheet. If that's you too, Monarch's the way to go. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. I like how easy it is to customize my budget and create automatic transaction rules. The transaction widget helps me stay on top of my spending. After using Monarch for several months, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash frugal. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. Yeah, asking those questions, even if we feel silly while doing it, ultimately is going to benefit us. I mean, we're talking about our lives beyond having to hold down a career. Like this is this is huge for our own future. So it's worth 
sucking it up a little bit and asking the questions. Yeah. I mean, I tell people, I'm like, this is money coming out of your paycheck, Mm -hmm. literally, right? Money that could have been going in your pocket, in your bank account. If it's coming out of your paycheck and going into this mysterious black hole that you're like, I don't know what's going on in there. It's time. This is the time we need to, you know, uh, demystify it because you should know what's going on with your money. And this type of like, throwing your hands up. I don't want to deal with it. Um, attitude. I get it. Cause I've done it too in my twenties. And I, and that's one of my regrets, but if I can encourage you guys to like, you know, like you said, take some time, go bug HR, go have a conversation with somebody and learn what's going on inside these accounts. It might surprise you. You might learn some things that could make huge impact in your financial future. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of the times it is, not that hard. Like I, uh, my sister-in-law wanted me to look at her 401k to see what was going on. And it ended up being a Fidelity account. And she was in a life cycle fund that was the right amount of, you know, diversified and like aggression for her. She didn't really have the option to break it out into Mm -hmm. like the total stock market and the bond. And she didn't really have that option, which was unfortunate because it would have saved her a bit on fees. But ultimately, if you're going down in a tax bracket because you contribute to a 401k, then like a quarter of every dollar almost is you're getting that back to put into your account. So like taxes are one of the biggest fees and one of the biggest expenses you'll have every year. And so to take advantage as much as possible on paying your future bills now and saving money on future bills now by saving your money in this big place. You know, we're not talking saving like 3% or 5% on your utility bill. Like now you could be saving essentially 25% on the dollar for your utility bill when you're 80. Doing that now, it's just like, it's a like a perspective shift that when I like realized that's what I was doing, I was saving money on future bills by investing now. It put investing for retirement into perspective for me is like that tax saving is very significant, whether you get it from the employer plan or the IRA. Absolutely. And I tell people like, Investing for your future is something that is difficult for most people because it's hard to picture yourself in the future, right? It's hard to picture yourself as a little old lady, right? But I do. I do that all the time. I visualize myself at 60, 70, 80 years old all the time to make it really palpable and to make it like really, you know, like like real to me. Like that's a real person. She's Mm going to be here someday. And I want her taken care of. And when I finally get tired and I want to stop working, I don't want her to have to live like a broke college student. I want her to live and have a nice life and have a dignified retirement and still be able to like, you know, have a drink by the beach and like, you know, hassle the young cabana boys and like have fun and do all the things and not have to scrimp and stress about every single dollar. I I want her to like really enjoy herself. Just like Mm -hmm. I enjoy myself now. I want that to continue into the future, right? So that's what I tell people. I'm like, like have some love for that, for that person. You're building for that person, right? Like they're not here yet, but they're going to be. And the chances are that most of us are going to live until we're 80, 90 years old, right? As much as Gen Mm -hmm. Z wants to tell me that we are 
you know, hurtling through space and we're catapulting through a, a comp towards a comet. <laughs> And we're just going to like self implode. Yeah. I'm like, y'all, I'm going to stay positive. And, you know, to be a saver and to be an investor, you have to be optimistic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you're a doom and gloom type of person, it's going to be very hard for you to, you know, execute on these things because how can you counter that? I love the picture that you're painting for yourself as. As an older, wiser woman, I want that picture. Haggling (laughs) the Cabana Boys and drinking by the beach, and Mm -hmm. I'm sure other things too. But also, I love what you're describing here. I think it's an important exercise, especially for those who might be a little bit averse to understanding the combination of these letters and numbers and what it all means and why is it important to me now. Because there is something to be said for thinking about and caring for our future selves, and not just our future selves, but but others who rely and depend upon us. When we talk about retirement, we're also talking about our kids or others in our our spouses, our family, mm-hmm. and the better and kinder we are to ourselves, both in the here and now and in the future, the more kind we're able to be to those around us. If we have thought about and set up a good retirement for ourselves, that's a gift, not only to our future selves, but those in our community and the space around us, because they are now not burdened with the financial pressures of needing yes. to provide for us. So there's there's so many different layers here and reasons to be looking at this and to be making wise decisions within our means. Yeah, I mean, and sadly for many of us, we are going to be in that situation where we're our money is going to have to support three generations, our kids, ourselves, and our parents, right? Like I'm child-free by choice, so I don't have ch- children, but I do have a parent that financially I support and she has zero savings to her name. My mom does nothing about saving and investing, you know? She works, she's responsible with her money, but she does not, it doesn't go beyond that, right? It's like a very paycheck to paycheck mentality, which is how we grew up. And so when I think about saving and investing now, I, it's not just for one person, it's for me and it's for her. And it's, you know, it's, it's a, it's a big burden to take on that. It's, it's a lot. It's like, I understand I don't have children. I I don't understand what that feels like, but wow. Caring for a parent is also extremely stressful and I want her well taken care of. Right. And a lot of us are going to find ourselves in this situation. So the sooner you start, you're doing yourself a favor down the road, right? To make that situation easier for yourself. Yes. I'm so glad we're talking about this. It's a little adjacent, but Jill, do you remember the bill of the week we had recently where this, uh, this woman called in and she was thankful that she had her frugality allowed her to have the savings um, and essentially retirement savings to when her hurricane Ian hit uh, Port Charlotte in South Florida, her parents' home was destroyed. Their retirement home was destroyed. And she had the savings enough to take care of herself that she could also then move her parents out to Colorado to be closer to her so she could, you know, care for them and this unexpected thing that had derailed their retirement plans. Mm-hmm. And like that is that is the reason we are discerning with our money and we choose to say no to things that don't matter now so we can say yes to things that money can't buy in the future, yes. which is that, that peace of mind and that care for the people that we love. And that's, yeah. 
that's why I think saving for retirement is so friggin' important is that is we're all going to be there in some capacity, whether we want to believe it or not. A hundred percent. I tell people, you know, I used to, I, I, I still say this investing is a privilege, but it's not a luxury, you know, it's not a luxury, mm. it's a necessity. So I don't put it in the category of luxury. I think a lot of people do so that they can swipe it away and be like, this isn't for me. Um, I don't have money to deal with this. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna think about it. And that really hurts me because I'm like, oh my God, if they only knew that this is just as important as like paying a light bill or your health insurance bill or your mortgage, it's just as important, right? It's like, it's on that level. So um, I tell people and, you know, I don't like tough love. I don't, I don't use it, but, but I, sometimes I feel like I need to shake people a little bit. And I'm just like, you guys, if your income doesn't allow you to put some money away in an investment account, you need to do something about that like ASAP because investing is a must. Like it's a necessity. Like you have to do this, right? We have no safety nets in this country. No safety nets, okay? So like we are on our own. Help is not coming. So it's so important that people prioritize this. So sometimes I do feel like I have to like shake people a little bit because I think that they think, yeah, investing is like for rich people nice. It's for rich, especially when they hear me talking about retiring early, which is an extreme privilege that I will admit um, retiring early is very um, privileged, but it's still like being able to retire at some point. So you're mm-hmm. not working till the day you die. I think that that's a part of the human experience that you're entitled to like have. Right. Yeah. I mean, retiring at 60 is essentially retiring early because most people, the average right. is the average retirement age, people say they want to retire 65. The real average retirement age is 63. And I haven't looked at the data, but I don't think it's because people are pleasantly surprised by what they're saving. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, retiring early doesn't mean retiring in your 30s or 40s anymore. It doesn't have to be that. But if we can plan for the best and, and the worst at the same time, that's really the gift that time gives us. So, okay. Yeah. And last question. So we've, t- we have touched on how important these accounts are. What if your employer doesn't offer one? Okay. What should you do then? So if your employer doesn't offer one, first of all, boo, boo yeah. for that employer. Like wh- what? <laughs> <laughs> I, w- so- I mean, I worked for small companies that can't afford these plans. Okay. Fine. So I but get it. Still, yeah, I get it. But also I'm like, mm, if you're a company who can't offer a retirement plan, I almost think like maybe you can't afford to have employees. So think about that because having, again, like I said, having a retirement plan is a necessity. And if your employer doesn't offer that, you're immediately cutting yourself off right there. Right. So you're like, oh shoot, now what do I do? So obviously there are other accounts that you can use, which you guys have discussed before, like the Roth IRA, the brokerage account, Right. And then if you do start a side hustle, which not everybody has the time or the energy to do, but if you do end up having a side hustle or a side business, you can open a solo 401k. So you actually, you know, can bypass the employer and go have a solo 401k and get access to all the things that I just um, described to you guys here. But like I said, I don't think that that avenue is available to everyone, especially if you've got kids and you're already working 60, 70 hours a week. You're like, where am I supposed to get the time and the energy to side hustle? Yeah. If you're working 60, 70 hours a week and your employer still doesn't offer an em- yeah. em- a plan, 
then that is a different story. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Mm-hmm. That is a different episode that you should be <laughs> yeah, listening to. Agreed. We need to have a different <laughs> kind of sit down. Yeah. But the Roth IRA is there, the brokerage account, which again, I don't want people to be like, oh no, but I'm not going to get all these tax benefits in a brokerage account. Like I'm, you know, it's, it, this is such a bad option. We don't have time to go into this, but the brokerage account does indeed have tax benefits. Okay. They actually have a whole different little tax bracket that's called long-term capital gains tax. When you guys have time, if you haven't talked about broker, we can do a whole podcast episode on brokerage accounts. I love talking about them. There is a whole different tax bracket for investors in those accounts, as long as you hold your investments for at least a year. So the tax brackets are 0%. There's a 0% tax bracket. There's a 15% and there's a 20%. So don't those tax brackets sound hella low, right? They sound way lower than income tax brackets. Yes, this is why investing in America is like what the wealthy do. And they use brokerage accounts to create wealth and to lower their taxes. So don't discount the brokerage account. Mm. Yeah, I always think that's so funny that that labor is taxed at a higher rate than cash sitting in a brokerage. I think it's it's funny too, like funny, funny. sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That type of funny. Do you know what's funny, happy, not always funny, funny, (laughs) but like sometimes really funny and just enjoyable. And every week we've got one for you. It's the The Bill Bill of the the Week. for the best minute of your entire week. Maybe a baby was born and his name is William. Maybe you paid off your mortgage. Maybe your car died and you're happy to not have to pay that bill anymore. Duck bills, Buffalo bills, Bill Clinton. This is the Bill of the Week. Bill of the Week. (laughs) I want to be a part of it. Yay. I love that. I love that. All right. Delian, every week we invite our listeners or our guests to share with us their bill for the week. It can be one you pay. It can be one you don't pay. It can be your neighbor bill, whatever. It's vague for a reason. And we would love to hear yours today. I know. I wish I had a bill and a funny story to share, like a person bill. But um, they are the best. (laughs) But mine is going to be um, I'm ditching one of my credit cards. So I have the Amex Gold and I'm going to be canceling it um, because I'm moving to Portugal and that is not a very like travel friendly card. And they nobody nobody in Europe likes Amex. I don't like what happened. Oh, Amex. (laughs) Don't sue me, Amex. Um, but basically, I went to Portugal and nobody wanted to take it. So I'm like, yeah, um, that's a, what, $250 annual fee that I'm paying for a car that's not really going to be useful to me. So I have said goodbye to Amex. And that's one less bill I need to worry about. Yay. Mm-hmm. Yay for the side update of of this move to Portugal. I'm Woo, so excited to hear this. Brought that in there. <laughs> yeah. Portugal's oh, so oh, great. That's so fun. And yeah, cutting a bill that just won't serve you anymore. It's excellent. And Amex misses nothing because you have canceled, Eliane, but Jill just got the, the card with the flowers I on did. it. I did. I just got the platinum. Oh, boy. I know. I gained a bill. You lost a bill. I gained a bill. (laughs) But that card is beautiful. And I just love looking at it. I'm not going to get it because I won't use 90% of the 
benefits, <laughs> but I like looking at it. I will milk that card for every benefit they can give me. You should. Mm-hmm. You should. <laughs> and then that maybe I'll move feet. to Europe. <laughs> yeah, but don't use it there. Don't because... say that. <laughs> I'll Chill. snip it up when I'm done. I you mean, just why got not? You can come with day. me. <laughs> can I? Can I? I mean, if you want okay. to. Um, well done, Delian. I'm so excited for you and your move to Portugal. Hopefully it means other benefits to your bills and your finances and just your yes. life in general. Yes. If you all listening have a bill about an amazing move to Europe or slicing and dicing credit cards or gaining credit cards or just a person named Bill, you know the drill. Frugalfriendspodcast.com slash Bill. Leave us your bill. Actually, we're really ready for it because our bill tank Please is getting do. low. Uh, uh, we need a refill. Got, yeah, we were six months behind and now we are... Now we're looking for them. <laughs> now we're and, we will be up to date. It's now, not going if you to two episodes in. a week. Really shot us through the last six months of backup. So please call if you meet somebody named Bill. I don't care. Just do have it. him call. Yeah, have Bill call us. I don't love creating my spending plan each month, and it took me a while to find a budgeting app that had simple features but didn't feel and look like a spreadsheet. If that's you too, Monarch's the way to go. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. I like how easy it is to customize my budget and create automatic transaction rules. The transaction widget helps me stay on top of my spending. After using Monarch for several months, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash frugal. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. And now it's time for... The lightning round. Pew! Pew! Wow, the sound effects are... We told you we'd yell at you. A top podcast, Delia. (laughs) You should should know the production quality of a top producing podcast. And that's us. I mean, you guys have set the bar at a different level for sure. There is no bar here. It's what we do. The only bar is on the corner. Yeah. 
Uh, we've we've set it so high, I can't even see it. <laughs> wow. I haven't been able to Me see it for either. years. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So today's lightning round question that we will all take turns answering is, and I made the mistake of abbreviating because I have pregnancy brain. And uh, so I said, what's the biggest ESP mistake you've ever made? And then that was interpreted in many different ways. Right now I'm reading it and I'm thinking, isn't ESP like psychic stuff? <laughs> yes. I was yeah. like, wait, what? Yeah. Okay. So, and you can answer in any way that you want. Like what's the big psychic stuff, like mistake (laughs) you've made, but the original intent of the question was what's the biggest mistake you've ever made with your employer sponsored plan. We're going to, we're going to blame the pregnancy brain on it because that's what I do for everything now. (laughs) So Deliane as our guest, um, we would love to hear your biggest mistake? Yeah, mine was probably something that a lot of people do too, which is they just ignore that plan, right? When you first get a new job, you're like, what's a 401k? That sounds really boring and weird. And oh, it's something I won't need till I'm 60 years old. Cool. I don't need to worry about that right now. And then you don't sign up for it. And I found out three years later, oops, that I've been missing out on all this free match money, that this is money that could have been growing. And this was like during 2008 to 2010. Hello, prime time to be buying investments. So I missed out on a lot of sales. But finally, my HR um, director, who was a Black woman and is the only person in my 14-year career as an attorney who ever spoke to me about money or investing. And she came to me and said, Hey, why aren't you participating in the 401k? What the hell are you doing? This Mm. is a really important plan. You need to sign up for it. So she kind of like, you know, sat me down quickly explained it. And I was like, okay, that sounds important enough that I should consider it. Oh, and I get more money. Yeah, cool. Sign me up for that. So I did miss out on three years of investing, but Lesson learned. Well done for her seeking you out and and helping inform you. That's that's some females helping females right there. That's what I was just thinking. I was like, yes, women helping women make money. I love it. I'm like, let's have more people do that, please. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes it it's those mistakes that that drive you into this different direction where you've not only made up for it, but you are helping others make up for it in spades. So that is, yes. Um, (laughs) So Jill, how about you? My biggest mistake is never being employed by a company or organization (laughs) who ever offered these, you know, ESPs out there. (laughs) They don't offer the psychic stuff? They had no psychic stuff available to me. And now I just know nothing about my future. Yeah. Leave. Uh, But I am currently an approved adjunct professor at a previous university that I attended, and they do offer, even as an adjunct, I don't know if it is the 401k or like a version of it within the education realm, something along those lines. I was so excited as I was filling out all the paperwork. I'm like, yep, I know what this is. Sign me up for the most I can put away. I mean, adjunct professors don't make much, so it's going to be like a very small (laughs) paycheck, but I was so excited. Like the first time ever this has been offered to me. Yeah. Wow, that's great. Did you ever hear from 
like friends about did they ever talk about it and you're like what's that your employer offers that oh I've always heard (laughs) sure I don't live under a rock (laughs) I've heard about all these amazing things that other people get to take advantage of but (laughs) I have always worked in the nonprofit sector very small organizations where they just were getting like startup nonprofits so think about startup businesses (laughs) startup nonprofits they didn't have yeah 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 so uh i yeah that was that was my first job out of college was and i loved that job i worked there for five years and they were just it was such a community focus it wasn't a nonprofit, but it was community focused to where they charged the bare minimum for services and i so supported that but when I had the opportunity to go to an employer that had a 401k, I definitely took it. And uh, then my biggest mistake came when I left that employer eight weeks before I gave birth to my son. I was the investing writer for this company. That is what I covered. I covered investing. I covered the fire movement. And I left and I was like, oh, I got to roll over my, you know, 401k. We'll do this. And now you can do now services will do it for you, like capitalize. But I was like, I'll just, you know, I can do this. It's Vanguard. Um, I'm just switching from Vanguard to Vanguard. And I wake up a year later from having a child and realize I I rolled over the money, but I never invested it. It sat in and this was 2018. So it wasn't a horrible time. Like things were kind of like stagnant to going down. So it wasn't like a huge miss, but or sorry, no, it was like 2019. Oh, so maybe hurt. a little. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I, um, yeah, I, I think the stock market was it. up like almost 30% or something in 2019. Not, not to pour salt on the wound. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah. no. Okay. So this was 2019 when it, when it came out, it yeah. was 2020 when I realized it, it was like April, 2020 when I realized it. Wow. So, you know, it wasn't the oh. worst thing. Yeah. <laughs> so you, did you, worst. So, yeah. That was actually great timing. Yeah. And then my husband, we didn't wait for him. I was like, I'm not making this mistake again. So we, we started to roll over his in um, March of this year. We kept it for a while. It was in Fidelity. And we, and we started it, it had to have been March or April. And then they, for some reason, they were going to send us a check instead of like mailing it to Vanguard. And in the 30 days that we had that check, we were moving. So we just, you know, when we get to the new house, we're going to do it. And um, we ended up by like putting it in right at the dip. So we were able to avoid that dip for that month and then kind of buy at the bottom. And I was like, right. this is nothing that should be timed. But I think we're two for two. I think we're, I mean. Right. We're bad gamblers, but I guess we're good investment timers. You got and lucky, right? And you we got lucky, say, yeah. You acknowledge that. Like, hey, we got lucky. <laughs> But some yeah. people will take that luck and be like, I'm a master investor. I know how to time the market now. And then I'm like, <laughs> no, 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 don't extrapolate like your luck into like, oh, now I can read the yeah. market and read candles and I know how to predict things. No, no, no. Our, our wisdom was on accident. It yeah. was 
newborn phase and moving. Happy so accident. we got. Yeah, yeah. It was well, definitely by accident. Well done with this vulnerable lightning round, as Jen always loves it to be. We all make mistakes. Hopefully you can learn from ours. If you're currently making one of these mistakes, let's correct it. We're here for you. And also, Delianne, I mean, you've yeah. got you're an expert on so many things. Where can people get more from you? I basically live on Instagram, so that's the best place to find me is at Delhi and the Money Coach. You can also find me uh, on TikTok or DeliAndTheMoneyCoach.com. I am always there, always posting a ton of free content. So come check it out. Yay. It's all very helpful. So thank you so much, Delianne, for hanging out with us today and uh, making this quasi-boring, seemingly boring subject not boring. I think we did a good job. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think we did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All Check. Right. Check that box. <laughs> <laughs> Rated R. Done. Jill, was that everything you were hoping it would be? Oh, yeah. I love it when I can be enlightened on things I'm not an expert on. <laughs> I, I have made it very clear throughout the last four and a half years on this podcast that I'm not an expert when it comes to retirement savings and investing, but because of this podcast and you, Jen, I'm learning more. And I think conversations like this are just super helpful and at bare minimum remind us to be looking at these things mm -hmm. and what should we be thinking about? What can we be doing? So, so grateful to learn from the experts here too. This is why we bring on guests on the podcast. This is why we do interviews yes. to fill in the gaps. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm glad that we were able to share that in a way that was not dry and boring like you'd get on most investing podcasts. So, and just the chance to hang out with Delianne for a, for a little bit on a Monday afternoon. Mm -hmm. So thank you on whatever day you're listening to this for hanging out with us. And, uh, I'm we're so appreciative of you. And that's that's why we do this. Yeah, we're glad you're here. We hope you got some helpful information from Delianne and from this episode. Many of you also know that we have a membership for our listeners, something where you can get plugged in beyond this podcast. And many of our members are in debt payoff journeys or saving more money, have a variety of financial goals. And it's there that we do monthly money challenges, kind of a fun way to engage and make better decisions with our finances. There's also accountability groups within the membership. So opportunity to connect with other fellow frugal friends and encourage each other and share your own tips and tricks along the way. And we want to congratulate one of the members from from our membership for a big win named her name is Christy L and said little things add up. I was thinking about my Amazon Prime membership and was wondering how many channels I was streaming. I just went in and canceled them all for a savings of $34 a month. I had no idea I was spending that much on subscriptions. This is a huge win for me. Holy smokes, Christy, that is a massive win. We were talking about minimizing and simplifying our digital lives and the impact that that can have on our finances in a variety of ways, but definitely in this way, when we realize how many things, digital things we're paying for. And usually we don't need them all. $34 yeah. a month. I mean, that's that's a pretty big dent when it comes to discretionary expenses. 
Yeah, that's actually more than the monthly cost of the membership. So just being in there, now you've recouped it and you are simplifying your digital life, which can simplify your choices. So congrats, Christy. Thank you all for listening. If this sounds fun to you, these monthly money challenges, gamifying our finances, where there's also all kinds of courses and interviews and and more challenges, head to frugalfriendspodcast.com slash club. You could check it out. You could join there. You could just get all the frugal friends in all the different directions. YouTube, membership, podcast. Do it. And we'll see you there, or we'll see you next time. Bye. Frugal Friends is produced by Eric Siriani. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.